real job. I love you, brother, but I also hate him, much like I love and hate you. Why are you recording this evil, debaucherous conversation? <laughs> are we doing another podcast right now? Oh my. It's called time management. Traditional bow hunting. <laughs> Traditional bow hunting. Hold fast outdoor podcast. Woo! Right now we're playing the game. Is that a hen or is that a hunter? The Levi. Whittling on a striker. He tried to convince me to go turkey hunt with leg traps last night. That's the new tree frog crawl. It's not tree frog season. So how'd the... Is it a bird or a hunter workout? It was a hunter. Here we go. Old Fast Podcast. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done one. Yeah, it has. <clears throat> been, what, almost like two months? At least. Mm-hmm. We, uh, through our, uh, bear hunt, We haven't done one since before it. Yeah. And the last one we did was like with my, when talking about bow hunting, I got that buck. I think that was about around the last one we did. Might have been one after that. Yeah, I don't even have to look. And we both just had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> been moving and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And gun season came along, did a little bit of gun hunting. Unsuccessful. Yeah. <laughs> bear hunt. And bear hunt was very unsuccessful. <laughs> Besides the, uh, well, we did one afterwards, bear hunt, because I guess where we talked about all that, about how. Uh-uh. No, we didn't. No, we were supposed to, bear hunt. Oh, that's right. Through. That's right. Yeah. Seeing, getting there at four o'clock in the morning, walking in a hundred yards and pouring rain and a bear looking straight at us. Yeah, it wouldn't get off the path. Mm-mm. Big one, too. Levi's shitting a football. Yeah, at the moment it was when we're only 20 we yards from it. Headlamps on it. And yeah. You know, I think we did talk about this on the last one. I think we did. I think we did. We'll, we'll finish the story and I'll go back and edit it in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ended up being a bear. <laughs> yeah, we thought it was a uh, something on the side of a tree. Then we got about well, that was about sixty yards away or something like that. And then we got about twenty yards and noticed it was a bear. <laughs> and I'm looking at it, looking back and forth, and Donnie's like, "That's a bear." And then the eyes were probably what about four, five foot off the ground, maybe higher. Yeah, they were they were good four foot on three. three he wasn't standing. He was on all fours too. Yeah. But uh, best part about that is. We walked the uh, two and a half miles to where we were camping. <laughs> it was longer than that because we got lost off the trail. And we get everything set up and tents up and all that. We climb up in the tents and I hear Levi go, Hey, Donnie. I want Levi. Because if I had a leg trap, that bear wouldn't have stood a chance. <laughs> yeah. That made the trip right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good time. I still have not killed a deer. I haven't had anything close to in range to shoot. Yeah. I've been seeing does and a small buck 
the same one I've been having to cover for all year, like 70, 80 yards away, not yeah. coming near me. And no clue I'm there. Just, I wasn't on the right path, I guess. But it was weird. It's almost like we didn't have a rut this year. I mean, we saw them chasing intermittently, but none of the mature bucks in any of the areas I hunt, they, none of them came off of nocturnal. They all stayed nocturnal. Yeah. And then shotgun season came in. That just screwed it all to hell as far mm -hmm. as the rut's concerned. But. Yeah. And there's some big ones took this year. Yeah. I know my area, at least. They just it didn't seem like a normal rut. No. I, there, there was people saying that they were chasing, but it wasn't a whole lot of people saying they were chasing. Yeah, it's been hard this season. I'm not done yet. We got till February 3rd or 4th or something. Yeah, I still have one tag. But. I'm going to hunt it uh, tomorrow. I'm going to go break down and hunt out of a tree stand. I'm going to go to a little spot I found on the property. Yeah. That nobody hunts. Yeah. Anywhere close to it. Hopefully nobody's out muzzling. There's a lot of deer. So I, I found it during, I was helping do a drive last day of shotgun season. I found it. Yeah. And that weekend, and seen all the traffic through there, all sign. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's considered private property, right? Yeah. So that's good because you can shoot either a buck or a doe. Yeah. The only bad thing about this time of year is bucks are starting to drop their antlers. Sometimes. You see them, it's buck to buck from what I've seen. I've killed one muzzleloader a couple years back that I thought was a doe from. 150 yards away mm -hmm. and got up to it and it was a buck that shed his horns mm -hmm. but I was dragging it out I kicked up two bucks that still had their horns mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. antlers yeah <laughs> it just all depends yeah but but man I killed a couple geese during yeah. the early goose season or goose season I banded one too yep that was nice. But I used a shotgun for them. <laughs> it's a bit harder with a bow. Yeah, well, where we were hunting at, you can call it on sportsman if you want to. Whatever. It was an old stone quarry that yeah. a guy bought and lives on. And there's a little hill that separates the boys. You got top of the hill, it's right there. And mm -hmm. the shallow area where they hang out, it's right there. So, so you pop up and they take off. So you get one shot. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want me using the bow because I was with two other guys. Oh, use a gun, use a gun. So, yeah. But I used a 20 gauge brownie, 20 gauge, and I had to pop that one three times. Jesus. In the air before it fell. Yeah. It was. Them things were tough. Yeah. And then I shot that other one and it rolled him, and he just kept swimming around. He wouldn't fly. must have hurt his wing. Yeah. Because he used on liftoff when I shot. Yeah. I shot that one. It came back down. Threw more in. He was running across the water. Hit him. And he rolled and just kept swimming around. And I walked up to him when he was trying to crawl up out of the quarry. And there's about 15 yards of land. And then the Hawking River. Yeah. He's trying to get to the river. And at almost point blank, I had to put two more in his head to stop him. Jesus. So it could be the 20 gauge thing. I don't like using 20 gauges. I like yeah, my 12 gauge. 12 gauge yeah. But my 12 gauge, I can't shoot steel shot out of. Why? Sure, you either, because it's that full choke field barrel. It's not adjustable. <clears throat> where 
Steel shot is so hard, lead shot will form mm -hmm. and it'll compress a little bit as it comes out. Mm -hmm. Steel shot supposedly can explode the end of your barrel hmm. or crack it or do some mess it up somehow. Yeah. So. I've never really done much with duck hunting or goose hunting or anything, so I'm not too sure about on all that. In case you haven't noticed, there's a baby upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's my nephew. I think my wife's up there torturing him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, did some gun hunting this year. Went out one day during the week-long season. And then I went out one day on the two-day season. That was it. <laughs> this first year and probably four years five years since I went gun hunting and I went out and that Tuesday first Tuesday gun season I had that buck come in mm -hmm. I was hunting with Lee and he handed me I had my 12 gauge but the deer was 120 yards away mm -hmm. it was a little he handed he just demanded I use his 20 gauge had a scope and he had it sighted in, had his scale on it, and it was on. And I put it right on that thing's shoulder and squeezed the trigger. He kicked like I hit him. Yeah. We tracked him all that day, and I tracked him next, and I couldn't find any blood at all anywhere. Never hmm. found him. That's weird. I think it shot under him. Yeah. Yeah, but... That's the only one I've seen during gun season. Mm -hmm. But they're down there, that's <clears throat> private. I'm hunting down there. There's just so many people on it. Yeah. I went to Rush Creek one night and uh, went to hunt there. But there was a lot of people there, too. Yeah. I didn't see anything. That's the only The bad thing now about hunting, which, I mean, I understand if you're an antler hunter or whatever i mean i'm not it doesn't matter to me I, it says a guy that got a monster buck this year well that's my first buck ever usually first thing it walks in front of me i'll shoot and that happened to be the first thing <laughs> so i'm just luck of the draw but uh you're not allowed after since after gun season the, the week gun season you're only allowed to shoot bucks on uh, public yeah. property yeah. that's what sucks uh I mean, I understand the whole reason for it because they said deer population's down and everything like that. And they think, all right, so the rut's over. So all the does have been bred. Now they're wanting those does to give birth. Yeah, it can help the population next year, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are upset about it and they're upset. Laws and the deer population is, hey, man, the laws are, they passed them to help with the population for next year. Yeah. So just deal with it. We're a lot, yeah. still a lot better off than other states are. Yeah. <clears throat> but especially since all these people are wanting to come to Ohio to hunt big bucks. I mean, Ohio is one of the, I'd say, top, what, five for big bucks. I mean, I, I know a bunch of people from different states that come up here just to hunt big bucks. I mean, my uncle who lives down in southeastern Ohio, they have rental property or leasing properties down there. <laughs> <clears throat> and there's guys coming from New York, New Jersey, you know, all uh, New England states to come over here to hunt, and they're paying big money to come over here and hunt. 
you know, paying for these properties and then paying for their tags because Ohio, it's $160 just for a non-resident to hunt here for one deer. Mm -hmm. $160. Yep. And then you're paying for your leasing, which, I mean, your leasing property, if you're getting a good bit of land, you're paying a couple yeah. thousand dollars. Even Wayne National and Zaleski, man, they're flooded during bow season with out-of-state hunters. Yeah. I mean, from the time archery season starts till gun season or <clears throat> season ends, you can't drive down the back roads without seeing trucks pulled off. Oh, yeah. From out-of-staters hunting public land, yeah. which is another issue in itself that we addressed in a previous podcast, mm -hmm. Willis and I, but... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's been a tough, tough, depressing year. Like this year has me pretty depressed. <laughs> this has been my worst year of hunting ever. Now I'm not doing anything different. And as far as I know, I'm not doing anything wrong. No. Uh, it's basically not the right place at the right time because I mean you had that nice looking buck on camera multiple times right at your corn yeah. and stuff oh like i that. got i got an even bigger one during during the supposed rut i was getting pictures of 180 class yeah. endpoint I mean, he was a monster yeah but it was pitch black dark every time he'd come in yeah didn't you say you jumped him up once or something like that nah. no you didn't jump uh, that goofy looking nine yeah. i wanted yeah one of the guys down there at the club killed it yeah last week but uh yeah, I gotta try. I don't want to get some meat in the freezer. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep hunting that private to see if I can get a couple does. Yeah. But, well, I can only hunt private now if I want to shoot a deer because all public I can't hunt because I already got a buck. Other than that, it's just I've been trying to crack down on my <clears throat> target shooting. I let that slip a little bit. And we've been doing the indoor 3Ds. Yeah. Because uh, the Ohio 3D group has outdoor 3D. Same time, you know, ASA and IBLs all going on. But uh, they did a winter league this year. I just shot the first leg of it. There's only two legs. I shot the first leg of it yesterday. So I've been slacking on my spots. Yeah. Because I wanted to get that done, but now I'm going to start buckling down spots before Lancaster. Hopefully, I can go to Lancaster. What do you have to do before you go to Lancaster? I, I got to change my setup completely. Well, right now, I'm drawing more weight so I can shoot out 35 uh, yards. Yeah. I'll drop my poundage down and change my setup <coughs> and for a you 20-yard, know, 18-meter indoor oh. spot and yeah. arrow, change different arrows. And yeah. Everything. Yeah, because you're not having to shoot as far and anything like yeah. that. It's all consistent. Yeah. But, I mean, I've been rocking the indoor 3D. There hasn't been one week at the, our local one here. I haven't taken first or second place. Yeah. And I went to that one Friday up in Columbus and took first there. Yeah, it was a nice one there. Yeah. Hey, what did you say? You're going $75? Nice. And then yesterday awesome. at that third late something... We just got back from our honeymoon, my wife and I, and I sit down on my couch upstairs and I lean back and I feel something. My target bow was behind the couch cushions. Huh. It wasn't hanging up anymore. It hasn't been shooting right. Even Thursday, even though I took first place, I mean, I shot like crap. I shot a 168 out of 200. Oh, geez. And everybody else just had a bad night. 
there's something at 20 yards, my groupings are in four inches, it's, something's going on. Mm -hmm. Friday, I just got paired with a great guy, and we got first. But yesterday, I took second place. I shot a 220 out of 300, out of 30 targets. I shot 220 points. I missed four <laughs> targets. I broke two arrows. Being my normal cocky self, I only brought three arrows with me. Oh, shit. I broke two arrows in the first first half of the shoot. I got to the point to where the second to last target was out past 30. I, I guess like 34, 34 and a half. Big mule deer. Mm-mm. But the way my bow was shooting, I took a zero. Because it, it was shooting inside and the walls were concrete. So if I missed it, I was going to break my last arrow. The last target was a 17-yard give me. So I knew I could get an 11 on that one. Mm -hmm. So I took a zero on that big mule deer. Shouldn't have, because if, I, if I'd have hit the foam at all and got a five, I'd have took first place. Yeah. <laughs> but I took second. But I got to figure out what's going on with my bow. I don't know if I I pulled back and I looked at my limbs and the strings laying flat. I don't think I don't know if they're twisted or what. I think my plunger spring might be too stiff. It won't loosen up. I ordered a new plunger and a new rest. I was going to say you were having problems with that before. Yeah, but not like this. Yeah. I ordered two new. One's a plunger rest combination. The other one is a. It's almost like a finger rest. That there's no plunger on it that holds off. It looks like something you'd see on a compound bow and it made of recurve. Yeah, no, it just has like the little finger that comes up. It's, it's got two little fingers. It's almost like a blade rest. Mm. And uh, I'll try it. Mm -hmm. See how it goes. I ordered arrows today from Black Eagle. So hopefully I can, everything comes in in time for me to get it set up for the master. <clears throat> Because yeah. there's no way I'm going to be able to make out to Vegas this year. Yeah. I just need to get new limbs for mine. I think I'm going to end up doing the... Just buying new uh, PSE limbs instead of doing the... The... Uh, uh, what? Uh, one limbs. Like mm -hmm. the guy was telling me about drilling them and stuff. Yeah. I d didn't really want to do that. I don't blame you. Yeah, because that, that, like he was even telling me, he said that's a high risk of, you know, your limbs busting or something like that. Yeah, I'd go with the new limbs, man. <clears throat> that yeah. once I match it. Yeah. Or new bow. Yeah, because, like he was saying, you're drilling those holes in those limbs and if you mess it up and you pinch it down, it cracks those limbs and hurts you and stuff like that. And I'm not all about that. Well, that guy at the shop, I mean, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's, he's a nice guy. Yeah. But he's one of the ones that knows everything. Mm-hmm. And I give him the 50-50 rule. 50% of the cow's mouth is true. 50% is complete bullshit. <laughs> and yeah. the drilling and tapping, the way he was doing it, you, your limbs would never fit securely enough to... to it's, it, it, yeah. It, it, it just worried me just doing all that stuff. I'd rather just buy the right stuff and have what I'm supposed to have. Yeah. I mean, it, the way he was talking was spending $60 for a set of limbs. On the other hand, spending $90 for a set of limbs that are supposed to go on it. Mm. 
I'm gonna dedicate at least the next couple weeks to deer hunting. Hopefully I get one because I start that other thing. And after that it's just getting ready for outdoor and spring turkey. Yeah. Because I am going to kill a big gobbler this year. Yeah. Plain and simple. Big gobbler. I'm going to get one. Hopefully I can do a little bit more on the calling this year. Learn a little bit more. <laughs> and then also something else I'm wanting to order is elk calls. And start learning elk calls. That way when we go to go elk hunting this year well, I'll be able to call for them. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting. <laughs> Trying to learn that. Hey. <laughs> Alright, we're back. Yeah. I don't remember where we were. Yeah. But, yeah. But I'm trying to get Levi in a little bit more of the target archery with the recurve. Yeah, I'd like to get into it. I'm just right now, kind of a hard time. Oh, yay! Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, my little I mean, boy's down here trying to play while we're talking. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Anybody that listens to podcasts don't like kids. Well, sorry, yeah. we don't need you as a listener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, target archery, I, I think it just helps tremendously. Yeah. Especially with target panic, buck fever, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you'll get to a point in target archery where target panic's just killing you. And you have to learn to overcome it. There's a lot of people out there that have a lot of different instructions and processes and help with it. And it just, it gets you out of that mindset to where all that was a kill shot to, yeah, my arrow hit that animal right where I wanted it to. Yeah, I mean, that type process. Yeah, it's about that accuracy, too. That goes along the lines of what, what you're saying. Even that, most your traditional is unknown yardage. Mm-hmm. Out of 35 yards, whether you're going to shoot an animal that far or not, your choice. Mm-hmm. But it helps you learn to judge your yardage. Yeah. In an outside terrain. Because most 3D courses are set up in the woods. Yeah. <coughs> And it, 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 it's a big help. And it's just, I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. I hear and you. It's, it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. it. It's it's good. I like it. I would just wish we'd get more people into it. My only complaint about the sport is we don't get the recognition, the pay, or the glory, if you want to call it that, that compound shooters get. Yeah. I mean, look at the first place prize for Barebow. Well, recurve unaided from Lancaster and Vegas compared to Compound Men's Open with wheels and cams and all this high dollar stuff. Magnifying lenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, no, we don't shoot as good at that. I'm never, probably nobody will ever shoot a round of 300 with 30 X's, like these compound guys will. No, I mean, there might be some guys <laughs> that are that good. Yeah, what's, uh, what's his name? Uh, no, uh, all the, the guy that can shoot like aspirins and shit like that. Oh. Um, oh, 
Oh, Byron Ferguson. Byron Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> but like John Denver, he's he he he's the man of the bare bow world, and he's shooting two eighties and two nineties and stuff. Damn. But I, I'm not. I don't think he's ever shot a three hundred. I haven't seen him post anything on Facebook or Instagram about shooting a purple three hundred round. I know I've never shot the best I ever shot was a two seventy five. Well, that's like there was a kid down in my hometown that I'm from, which is Crooksville, a little podoc town, and they have an archery team down there. And he went to Worlds, and at Worlds he scored a two ninety nine. And worlds, yeah, the NASP. Yeah. Uh, NASP shoots the what targets we would shoot for FIDA. The big tip targets. They shoot those, yeah. which I take a thing right. I mean, it's skill. Yeah. I, I'm a big proponent for NASP that gets young kids into archery and gets yeah. them with it. Uh, kid that was in the hockey college archery team, Cole Lubach, the sea turtle kid, sea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kitties or whatever. Yeah. Hell, he called him. Uh, he was a NASP world champion. Really? The yeah. guy that beat me last year at the qualifier to go to Vegas at, at uh, regional. Uh, I came in second. He came in first. He was NASP world champion. Nice. Nice. And he was using that Genesis bow. Yeah. And he got me by like 50 points. Damn. Yeah. I wasn't shooting good that weekend to begin with. I think my highest score was like 252. But uh, I shot like a 206 and a 220. It wasn't good. Yeah. But uh, his name was Chance. Chance something. Or something Chance. Chance is his first last name. He's an all right kid. I don't know him well enough to say if he's a good <laughs> person or not. Yeah. I mean, Cole, I mean, I tell you, all right off. He's, he comes from good stock, good family. Yeah. Good kid. Real good kid. Uh, I mean, just getting people into shooting like you're talking about and even if it's starting at a young age or even if you're just wanting to learn it I mean it doesn't hurt to pick up a recurve and just start shooting it and just watching videos or listening to people or even going to like little local shoots like we go to on Thursdays over here yeah, I mean uh, there uh, up there at the club in Columbus I shot it on Friday it was compound guys, but there's a, about six of us trad bow guys that go in there. And this one guy, good guy, I mean, I don't have that bad thing, anything bad to say about him as a person. Because, well, the first time I spoke to him, he was kind of cocky. Mm-hmm. And he was shooting next to me that night, and he became humbled very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then he started talking to me when he realized this guy isn't full of shit. But he's bragging about how he just went out and spent a couple of days for personal instruction from Tom Clum Sr. out at Rocky Mountain, uh, especially gear in Colorado. Tom Clum, I mean, he's, if you're going to pay somebody to give you lessons in how to shoot, mm-hmm. especially with trad boat, Tom Clum, no doubt about it, that's who I'd go to. Yeah. But this guy came after two days. I mean, he's a good shot. Don't get me wrong. This guy's a good shot. But he wants to act like he's a better shot than what he is. And he's real quick to drop with Tom, Tom, Tom. Is he? Tom is Clum, that the one Tom guy Clum. that goes over and shoots? No, that's Eli. This is a different guy. Oh, this is up in Columbus. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he and that irritated me because okay, yeah, you might have went and got that instruction, but you don't have the experience, and you darn sure ain't shooting like you do. 
Stop name dropping. Stop talking about the stuff and worry about yourself. Mm -hmm. Stop worrying about this man that's made a name for himself and worry about your own damn name. Yeah. You know, because I don't care what you tell me. I've never received training from anybody mm -mm. in how to shoot. Just, yeah, the only YouTube thing YouTube videos, exactly, and just, old timers, yeah, exactly. and shooting with people, exactly. And that's what I was just about to say. And the thing I've learned the most is you have a lot of really, really good compound guys that used to shoot traditional, especially mm -hmm. the older ones. Because remember, compound bows aren't that old. No, they're not. I mean, that's to, like talking to some of the older guys, like my dad's age, who's in his, he's 60. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, that's what they used to use was yeah. recurves. That, they used to use recurves. And when compounds came out, they well, that was the top of the line. Everybody was going to that, and everybody went yeah. to compounds. Well, put it this way. I got the first compound bow that came out. I got in the garage, and I could still knock an arrow in it and still shoot it. Mm-hmm. And the last time I had any maintenance done to it was in 98, 99. I had new strings put on it. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you how much has been shot since then. Yeah. But that's one of the originals from Bear. And, I mean, the limbs on the compound bow are wood. Oh, wow. They're wood and fiberglass laminated, but, yeah. I mean, it's still functional, still shoots. So compound bows haven't been around as long as most people think. Yeah, I mean, back get, then they were trying to get yeah. everything they could out of speed and everything like that with their overdraws and you, shortening their arrows up, big broad heads. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff that they are trying to do. You find an old, old compound shooter that shoots competition, and he will teach you more than a thing or two about traditional archery because yeah. he knows it, he shot it. Mm -hmm. That's where he got his start, too. Yeah. I know, I keep going back to my dad, but uh, like I was saying, my dad, he used to shoot recurve, and then he shot uh, compound, and he used to go compounds, yeah, uh, he used to shoot compounds in competitions, and he was telling me about when he'd go to competitions and shoot, uh, they had charcoal hanging from fishing line at, I think it was like 15 yards. And every time you'd shoot one, it was five dollars. You'd pay, I think, a dollar every time, dollar to shoot. And every time you'd hit one, it was five bucks. <laughs> and my dad, they asked my dad to stop shooting them because they were running out of money, or because they wanted to wanted to take all the money. Yeah. And it was just like all the crazy stuff. I mean, talk about these shooting competitions that you go to, or whatever. From what I've heard from him, they don't do the same kind of stuff that they used to do back then. Like, they had a mallard duck they had out on a pond you had to shoot. And you'd go out there and shoot it, and it was a good distance away. You had to shoot it. A mallard, the size of a mallard duck. Yeah, I shot the alligator in a pond before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my point of it is that, like this guy, just the attitude he put off at first, not knowing, you know, how good somebody shoots or anything about them. You just come in with your uh, traditional bow, and he's got his. And he's got this bow, and he talks about how pretty it is and how much he paid for it and how much this and that for the private instruction. If you walk up and ask that guy something, he's not, he's going to be reluctant. Mm -hmm. Most your traditional archers aren't like that. Your true guys, will they, they will give you every piece of information they know, pass it on to you. Yeah. Got me at one point in time, uh, what's his name? Part of the Cherokee Nation, Noel something. I heard him say it best. 
He's uh, one of the only like real bow builders left for natives. And you know we have technology, we have iPhones and Netflix and stuff. But at one point in time, a stick and a string that shot another stick was the top of the line technology. Mm-hmm. And there's not too many people that know how to make them. And there's not a lot of people that really know how to shoot them anymore. Pretty soon it's going to be a lost technology. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to know about it. And people understand that because the traditional community is very small compared to your Olympic recurve archers <clears throat> and your compounds. And everybody shares it. But you're talking guy, about like true traditional. Yeah. Well, this guy, even, you know, his was a three-piece takedown. had some real nice really pretty veneers on it and he the first thing that told me he didn't know what he was talking about he said oh, i just had this self bow made you had a self bow made but he didn't take time to learn to make himself he had it made but when he pulled it out of his little cover it wasn't a self bow oh it was osage mm-hmm. but it was osage laminated with bamboo with a walnut handle on it mm-hmm. it was a laminated longbow, reflex deflex longbow. What a self bow! I didn't bother correcting one. It was a pretty bow, but shot amazing. Didn't make a sound. Oh wow! And it threw some arrows. Nice, great bow. But just if you're gonna come in and start dropping somebody's name, how they taught you how to shoot this and that, perform that way. Mm-hmm. That, it puckered my butthole. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, coming in and talking. All this and whatnot, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who taught you anything, because I mean you don't see guys coming in and going, oh this guy taught me that whatever. No, you don't. Them traditional guys are like, this guy taught me one thing, this other guy taught me something, and it's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of ways of learning. I mean I didn't learn all my stuff just from one person. You know between my dad, you. A couple older guys, you know, just people here and there teaching me little things that helped me out. And that's how I got into traditional shooting. I mean, I'll have my cocky moments where I'll shoot you up with, with my buddies, you know. Having fun. No, I can shoot better than you. I'll shoot you. You know, playing around. Mm-hmm. But it's like at uh, up there at that Velocity Friday, one of the guys that was a compound guy that I... I, I've been on the Velocity for years, but I haven't been there in almost a year since right before the honeymoon. But uh, I came back last Friday, and this compound guy was in there, and he was, I get there a little early so I can pre-shoot, warm up, mm-hmm. just practice, make sure everything's good with my bow. And he talked to me, he said, Hi, you know, you're pretty good with that and this and that, and starts asking me, and I'm wearing my Black Eagle Pro Staff jersey with my name on it. He said, oh, uh, I'm sitting right. I told him, I'm an okay shooter. Mm-hmm. I have good days. I have really bad days. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of bad habits. I fight to break every time I draw my bow. Mm-hmm. But I'll never claim to be the best. <laughs> yeah. I'll never claim to. That's a big title right there. I'll never act as cocky about it as that one guy did who's been shooting for a couple of years and went and took two days worth of lessons. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, the guy, you know, his dad comes with him to shoots compound. Good guy. He, this guy, as a person, is a good guy. I just wish he'd learn a little uh, range. Humility. <laughs> yeah, range etiquette. Just, you know, oh, don't, yeah. don't come in acting like that. 
Because it was like that guy Saturday, the guy that beat me mm-hmm. by a couple of points. He came up to me after. He didn't talk to me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, which I thought was weird, because normally traditional shooters, you go to a shoot, and everybody's, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, what kind yeah. of bow? Let me see. Hey, shoot this and try this. You know, he stayed by himself. And the other guy that I shot with, uh, he just came up, started talking. He said, I knew him from uh, Ross County Bow Hunters. Mm-hmm. He was shooting old Martin Jaguar, which is a good bow. But uh, he shot pretty good, too. He was like 20 points behind me or something. Just a fluke, but good shot. And uh, afterwards, the guy came up to me and I turned my score in. And asked, you know, hey, what would you score? And I told him, he said, man, I thought you were going to spank me. <laughs> he's like, I was watching you warm up and you shoot and form and this and that. And they told me you put in for the money side of it. So I put in just because I felt like I had to. But he's like, I thought you were just going to spank me. <laughs> I was like, all right, so I, I should have. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, he ended up being a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. That's just, it, it really, it's puckering me about this guy because he's about the same age as me. He looks about the same age as me, you know, mm-hmm. mid 30s. I've never ran into anybody in the traditional community with this attitude. Compound, you see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember saying And I'm just afraid that people coming into the traditional community just for the lore of it, you know, the bear bow, this and that, and they're going to turn it into that. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Because, I mean, I bet I guess you got your good and bad with every crowd and everything, but... Oh, yeah. But uh, (laughs) I... I, just, I couldn't believe it, man, because, I mean, I said something to him. I forget. Oh, he was shooting. He was shooting split finger. Somebody said, oh, you shoot split finger. And he's like, I tried three under, and I looked at him and said, well, there's no other way to shoot. <laughs> he goes, huh, you don't know nothing then. <laughs> that was his first horse to I was just joking with him because yeah. I shoot three under. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, I know plenty of shooters that shoot split finger. They're shooting good and out shoot me. Yeah. I was like, would you have to be an asshole? I don't care who I beat tonight. As long as I whip up on you, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm golden. Yeah, I did. Well, that's like me. I know. I typically, well, when I very first started shooting, I shot split finger. Then I went. I figured out three under. Well, walking the string was best for me. I started shooting three under. wasn't working. Then I started walking the string. That's what worked for me. Then my little uh, Ben Pearson bow that I shoot, I have to shoot split finger on it to be accurate. So, I mean, there's a whole different ways. <laughs> the kicker about this place is, on Friday nights, if you shoot the compound guys, mm-hmm. they give the traditional guys a 45-point handicap. Mm-hmm. So you get your score, whatever you score, no, you 45. get 45 points. Mm-hmm. That night I shot, while well, I was just so concerned about whipping up on him, they wouldn't give me the 45 points. Because you shot so good. <laughs> because I shot, a two, I shot a 209. Out of 200, you were playing uh, 14s and 12s for him. Yeah. And I shot a 209. Without your handicap? Without my handicap. So they didn't give it to me. Because <laughs> then they just put me over and above. Yeah. Everything and that. Whatever. And that, Which I'm not complaining about at all. I thought it was so funny. He's sitting there. And he came up to me. I ah, would shoot. And I was like, I got a 209. He goes, oh, man, with my handicap, I, I got a 202. And I said, oh, I didn't add my handicap. And he just kind of <laughs> looked at me and I handed him a scorecard. And then it was uh, last Friday. He was there again. 
And he's like, hey, man, what are you doing tomorrow, man? You want to come to the shoot with us? And this super nice guy at that yeah. point. I'm like, well, I got that state shoot tomorrow. So, no time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, that's funny. <laughs> I said to get off my chest. That's been bothering me. Yeah, I can <laughs> understand. I mean, I'm, I'm a kind of guy, I'm a very high-strung person. I try and be as calm, cool, and mellow as I can. And I hold a lot of stuff in, but certain things just piss me off, and it just eats me up. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah, I don't know how we got on to this from the beginning, but... We're talking about shooting. Yeah. Shooting competitions and stuff yeah. like that. Do me a favor. If you're listening to this and you like it, throw a like, a comment, subscribe. If you're on iTunes, subscribe, leave a review, something. We've gotten no feedback from anybody. We get a lot of listeners. A lot of people listen to this. But nobody really comments on it. and We're still waiting for them out of country people to send emails. Yeah. Get them on. I mean, if there's something you want us to talk about, something different, yeah. shoot us a message. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Even if it's just you wanted to hear about, you know, our methods of 3D and target shooting or our methods of shoot for target panic, I'm willing to share with anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have uh, one of my friends, Dalton Billpot, come on. He's a guy I talked to shoot last year. And he was the collegiate uh, USA collegiate national champion and uh, silver medal for the USCA collegiate. They did two programs back then. This year it changed into one. Mm. They had two then. And then I taught my guys, now my friend Ethan, he's an Army vet taught him to shoot and he won the USA and USCA collegiate indoor national champion. So I'm gonna get them on and we can go over some of the processes I used to try and show these guys stuff, which I mean I showed them stuff, but they were both brand new to the sport, never shot a recurve before or bare bone. They were both very, very, very coachable. They listened well, and they didn't have any bad habits. I mean, they, they were both very easily coached individuals. So it wasn't, I'm not, I'm not the reason yeah. they made national champions. I'm, I'm pretty sure I helped in a small way at least. Yeah. But, you know, I poured on everything I knew to these kids. Yeah, and then we're supposed to have uh Ty Stubblefield is supposed to come on. Yeah, I okay. texted him the other day because of his schedule and mine with uh, wedding and the honeymoon and stuff like that. Uh, I texted him the other day. I'm waiting for him to get back a hold of me. Figure out a good time to bring him on because he's excited about coming on. He remembers us. He came yeah. into Columbus for a BHA pint night. Yep. The week we were the Ohio. BHA was an official chapter. He came in and I got to meet him and talk to him mm-hmm. for a couple hours and have mm-hmm. a couple drinks with him. Great dude. Great dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was awesome this year that uh, 
he came back on the born and raised guys. Yeah. Broke After and then them guys were doing the the forty five days and five yeah. states, and he yeah. he was on there too. Landed the free two point project. He came yeah. on for the Montana. Great, great YouTube channel. To yeah. Watch. Go check out the broker. Yeah, them guys are awesome. And, and everybody they hunt with, man. Um, Pure Elevation Crew, the Mountain Project, and you got the uh, Hush Crew. There's a whole bunch Casey of Casey and them guys. They're 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 just. It's an awesome good. video to watch. They're hilarious. No, we're not sponsored or anything by them. No. Not none whatsoever. No. They're just awesome guys. I mean, if you like your public land, your public land hunting, your archery hunting, there's a couple guys on there that use. They have all that use recurve and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But they're mainly compound guys. Yeah. But their YouTube channels are a wealth of knowledge for how-to for Western hunts. Very much so. And it's... Very nice guy. I mean, they ran into a guy, I think it was in Colorado, that, you know, watched them all the time. Ran into him in the woods, and they sat there and talked to him for a little bit. I mean, had small guys. Yeah. yeah, had him on there. He ended up winning one of the giveaways. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he That's did. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> But yeah, man, they're uh, they're good stuff. And they're good dudes. I'm when I'm when after I get tie on and stuff, get to talk to him, you know, off of the podcast a little bit. I'm gonna see if I can get the Trent, Trevor, and Cody on the brother. That'd be cool. That would be really get them cool. guys on because yeah, dude, they're the things they do. They're awesome. They're real, mm -hmm. real veteran oriented, real public lands, and they're no bullshit people. Yeah. And they're just entertaining to watch. Oh, they they're are. Funny. They're so they're funny. funny. They crack me like up. Like that one with, the, with <laughs> Trent and uh, oh, Dirk put their Dirk, makeup on yeah. each other. Oh, the pain. Oh, I, I haven't seen that one all the way through yet. I was in the middle of watching it, so I haven't got to see that yet. But that I can't hilarious. wait. That's got to be so funny. I was like knees in my chest rolling around the couch <laughs> laughing at that. Oh, it was great. And too. They're hilarious. But yeah. Man. Just get a hold of us. Let us know what you want to hear about, or if you have any questions about anything. Yeah. Now, I I do. I got one more complaint. What's that? I posted that. Okay, our uh, deer project thing. You know, day by day hunting just bombed this year. Yeah. Between both our schedules, we weren't able to do it and keep it up. But I put a video, short video up. <coughs> you know, bits and pieces of our bear hunt. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's got like. I forget how many views. Good, did a handful. One person disliked it. Disliked it. I wish they showed us who that was, so I could send an email. Well, it's not even sending me. It just we want to know why you disliked it. Yeah, that's exactly why. why. Yeah. yeah. Why did you dislike it? I mean, I know I mean, we didn't get on. Is it because I'm prettier than you? <laughs> why? Uh, if you dislike it because I'm prettier than you, let your mommy watch it. She'll like it. <laughs> I mean, I know we didn't get on any bear or anything, didn't have uh, any video bear, but I mean, hopefully this year, yeah. we, I mean, we found some awesome spots to yeah, hunt. I know where to go this year. Yeah. And we don't have that big monstrous hike in there. No. That we did. Hell no. It was, it was weird. That sucked. Right, yeah, it was... <laughs> That sucks so bad. I believe I gave me a... See, I had an old Everest book bag. <laughs> backpack, yes. Yeah, like a school backpack. <laughs> I had everything attached to it. It was like 80 pounds. It was horrendous. Didn't have a chest strap. 
They were waist strapped. It was horrible. No, it was bad. Killed me. Levi gave me a Kelty Yukon. Yeah. <laughs> that pack. <laughs> yeah. Help him out a little bit. Because I was sporting the, the Alice pack, the extra large Alice pack. It was it was all right, but it, it wasn't that great. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was rough. Definitely a character building exercise. For sure. Yeah, all right. For sure.